0: She is a wellness and mindset coach based in Florida. How are you doing today, Amy?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you. I just want to start by saying thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here on the Empowerography podcast. I'm grateful to have you here and I appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I love how we both had the same, you know, idea when we connected on social media, you yeah. know, checking each other out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Amy, you're considered an industry leader who focuses on the female forever transformation. You are the co-owner of Lean Bodies Consulting and Amy Ledeen Fitness, also the host of the podcast Effit. And you're, uh, as I mentioned, a wellness and mindset coach. How long have you been working with and helping and focusing on the female forever transformation?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, so we have been doing this, my husband and I, for, you know, my husband's 17 years online, like before there really was anything online. And for me now, I think I'm going into year 13, you know, before really Facebook was around, you know, it started in, in a gym and then realizing that online, you know, you could find more like-minded people, your person, it's really like that you're trying to change. Right?
0: Yeah. So you're a really busy woman. Obviously you're running two businesses, the podcast, the coaching. Can you speak to us a bit about how you balance and prioritize your time?
1: Well, I mean, I'm a psycho about just <laughs> time. I mean, I am, I say that because you have to be really crazy about time management simply because, you know, you're not going to get more of it. And you know, I have five kids so i also want to be really present for them and right. a few years ago you know my husband and i actually paid $5000 to spend with a guy for one day and he basically helped us outline what we call our perfect day and we have you know time blocking and you know just really militant about those types of things and then you know, always I have what's called a daily agreement card that I follow every day. And every day I have something on there that I consider a growth agreement. So I'm learning to one balance my time, but also prioritize always moving the needle because it's hard as an entrepreneur to actually do that when you constantly have things you should be doing. Right.
0: Right. For sure. Can you speak to us a little bit about each of your businesses?
1: Yeah. So lean bodies consulting, we're an online consulting fat loss, you know, wellness, you know, I'd say, I'd say more physique development coaching when we started, you know, when my husband actually started, it was, you know, contest prep. We did contest prep for years. And then about five years ago, we completely pivoted and realized that we no longer really wanted to work with the person that was just with the end destination, because those people aren't usually successful. And so we really switched more to that forever. You've got to learn how to behave on the other side of fat loss, because a lot of us can commit to things safer, you know, 12 weeks or whatever, right? And and so it's more for the you know, Lee Modest Consulting is more, you know, our tagline is look like you train. You actually want to have some muscle development. This is the more intermediate person. They're already going to the gym. They already pretty much know their follow-through. I mean, they're like kind of the competitor without the stage, right? Okay. And then Amy Ladine Fitness is actually like the beginner person. It's the old me. You know, I used to weigh 90 pounds heavier. I was not an athlete. I was not into training. You know, I was a food coper, you know, you name it. I'd done every diet with my mom. I had a lot of mindset issues. That person is the person that now I'm creating in this amy leading fitness, where we work on more of the mindset things at first before Mm -hmm. giving them say a diet, because Nine times out of 10, every woman has tried every diet. Your diet's not your issue. Your issue is your consistency. Your issue is you, right? Yeah. And then the podcast is, you know, one, it's my outlet, my therapy, but it started when, you know, COVID first hit and mm-hmm. they were closing down a lot of the, the hospitals in terms of non-essential. Long story short, I got put back on chemotherapy. I lost my hair and... I realized that I was playing too small, that this was something on my heart for probably two years that I was like, Oh, I really would like to, but that imposter syndrome, you know, comes in. And so On a whim, I was like, I'm doing it. And so (laughs) I ended up launching and launched top 10 in Canada. Wow. I launched top 40 in the US. It was crazy. It just, and it also just showed me the power of our community. Our community has been around, you know, my husband, like, you know, 17 years in, you know, yeah have a lot of longstanding followers that when my podcast launched, you know, I said, Hey, I've always tried to add value to all of you. So here is my ask, you know, my ask is for you to go, you know, listen to it, honestly, review it. If you, you know, like it, subscribe to it. And it was crazy, the amount of people. And so now I'm, you know, a hundred and I don't know, 20 episodes in. And I mean, I love it. It really is like just kind of an outlet for me to do short ones, long ones. You know, it's it pretty much just is as off the cuff as you can be.
0: That's phenomenal. So what inspired your journey into fitness?
1: Well, you know, my nickname growing up was Piglet. And, oh my uh, gosh, you know, I was really, really teased for being overweight. At 13, I was on my first diet already, like, you know, knowing too much about nutrition when really, you know, it should have been about habits. But yeah, got into my 20s, I did have thankfully kind of a pivotal moment where I from that day on I never looked back I went on to lose 90 pounds and then that of course got me in a gym setting I started like substitute teaching in the aerobics room and then that mm-hmm. turned into personal training and then that turned into I used to do like these small teacher groups where I would also help them with nutrition and then I realized because they they'd have friends that are teachers at other schools and they're like oh, well we want to do this and that's kind of where I was like, how can I do this? Not all in person. I mean, I can still get them to do like the workouts. They're already committed, you know, and then it just led from there. So it truly was just my own passion, you know, and my own area that I solve the problem in for myself. Right.
0: Why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women through fitness and consulting?
1: Well, because I truly believe that transformation does not happen in isolation. So like, let's, let's say that you like level up your, your money management and you, you know, just completely flip it and start saving stuff. You'll also see evidence of that in other areas of your life in that, maybe you're getting up a little bit earlier maybe you're just a little more committed to your health and wellness well i see that in fat loss as well that a client can come to me for fat loss but what they really end up leaving with is a completely new them. they're more disciplined it's a lifestyle for them and so it's so exciting for me to see that transformation because it is all internal and then i always say to them well now that you've changed internally Now we just wait for the body to unveil because we already know that you're committed to doing what you say you're going to do. So now it's just a waiting game. And then that person learns that you love yourself at every size and shape because Mm -hmm. you're now aligned to what you are chasing, right? And as long as you're waking up every day chasing that, you know, you're happy.
0: Can you speak to us a bit more about your own personal story and struggles with the weight loss and things like that, that you had to deal with and how you dealt with it?
1: Well, I think, you know, for me, it was a lot of weight to lose. And so for people that do have a long way to go, they do have to flip it and realize that it's a lifestyle. One, it will make them not be as anxious to be so extreme, you know, with the way they're trying to get there because they need to see it as, Hey, even after I lose this weight, I can't go back to being, you know, that person, right? So for me, it was the first 10 years that I kept the weight off. My struggle was that on the outside, I looked like I was in shape and happy. But on the inside, I was really destructive, I was restricting, I was doing so much cardio, I was, you know, binging, like you name it. And so, you know, I think that's where you really can't judge anything from the outside. And social media can be so deceiving with that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. You briefly touched on your cancer. So you are a cancer survivor, you have dealt with lung cancer. Can you speak to us a bit about your story as a cancer survivor?
1: Yeah, I'm actually in year eight, I've gone into remission a couple times now, okay. but I it is, it's spread. So I, I have stage four non small cell lung cancer. And, you know, my type of cancer has a gene mutation. I'm on targeted drug therapy. And you know, the stats are that I have a less than one percent five-year survival rate i think that they've moved it to it might be three percent now Mm. now with more targeted drug therapy but when i was first diagnosed you know they said you have a less than one percent you know five-year survival you know for me i really see this as my advantage to some degree now because i do see you know i mean i i meet other people now that are in the same you know type of, you know, treatment is me. And it Mm -hmm. is so much of it is mindset. And, you know, would I say, I would love to go through this for as long as I have absolutely not. But, you know, each time looking back, it's made me just appreciate, you know, my life more have a completely different perspective, even on health. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's also where it shifted for me, like, sure, I want to look amazing, too. But, you know, we do have to take care of that, internal, you know, person as well.
0: Right, of course.
1: But you know, I don't talk about my cancer nearly as much as I think some people do. And that's because I've never wanted to label myself as that cancer, you know, survivor, because mm-hmm. I truly believe there's this stigma, right. And yeah. you kind of become a lot of people I see become weaker because of oh, the label of that. So I try not to make it, you know, consume my life. It's just a big, you know, our family knows it's a big part of it in terms of like, like I said to you this morning, I have, you know, a couple hours of biohacking that I do, you know, I sit on a PEMF mat, I do red light therapy, you know, we, I do these things that help to keep my body just, you know, fighting everything possible. So my kids see a lot of that and know that it is part of our life, but, you know, I really make no excuse to try to be at all the things and do all the things.
0: (laughs) Incredible. These two personal struggles or journeys, obviously life-altering experiences, which forever have changed who you are. How have these experiences helped shape the Amy you are today? Do you think?
1: Oh, in every way. You know, I mean, I definitely think that it's how you react to things. You know, is mm-hmm. is the key. Your mindset around it, and seeing that you actually don't grow unless you're going through challenge. You know, because otherwise we just stay stagnant. You know, you're either growing or you're dying. As you know. A quote that I heard, and right. it's, it's very true. So, if you can flip it, it really does change everything for you. I mean, I always say that my cancer is my advantage because I just see things completely different than someone else, and I'm less fearful of trying things because I mean, what do I have to lose?
0: What an incredible perspective! I mean, I can't even imagine how that must have felt when you were first told, and to be told that there's a 1% survival rate. With your particular type of kid, like that must have been the ultimate gut punch.
1: Totally, totally.
0: But you were able to shift your perspective due to mindset. And it's mind blowing to me. It it truly is. Because I mean, there are so many people, had they gone through what you've been through, they would have just given up, laid down and not fought. I mean, this obviously speaks to who you are as a person. And where do you find the courage and the strength to keep going and keep fighting? What's your motivation? I mean, were there times where you just wanted to give up? And if so, how did you overcome them?
1: I think, you know, for a split second at times, you you know, I've said things like, I'm just so tired, you know, stuff like that. But my, you know, I caught my purpose, but I, I heard it recently said is your burn. My burn is my kids, so what makes me get up every single day is knowing that I want another day. It's my family, you know, so it's a little bit different when you're fighting something that's out of your control I mean cancer you don't ask for. I think it's it's different for the person that's like say they're trying to get out of an abusive marriage right that takes a that takes a lot of courage and strength to like keep fighting because you do have an option. I don't have other options. So for me, it's, it's either fight it or yeah, lay down. And that to me has never in my brain. It's never been something that I was raised to believe is an option. So I think that's kind of a benefit to me is my brain just doesn't really go there, you know, because (laughs) it's like, that's the only choice I have. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But again, I guess mindset is a huge piece of that. It's all of that. And for sure. So many people would just say, you know, I I can't fight, I'm, I give up. And that's it. And just lay down. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I wish more people could take on that perspective and be able to shift the mindset like you were able totally. to, it would make such a difference. What would you say, Amy, was your biggest takeaway or most valuable lesson from all that you've been through?
1: Well, everything happens for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. If you can see that, then, you know, you will have less, you know, bitterness when it came back this time. I was, I mean, I was angry. I was upset. was not understanding. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And then it's like, I could go to the place of like, why me, you know, but it doesn't serve me. Right. So then I have to go to, okay, well, this is happening for me. So what am I learning from this? Might not even be a lesson right at that moment. You know, yeah. for me, I've always been chasing this like cancer miracle. And I just, you know, the other day someone had said to me, you know, maybe the miracle though, honestly, Amy, for you is that you're here every day. Like mm-hmm. you can't be looking for the big, big, huge, massive one anymore. Sometimes a miracle is just showing up every day. Right? right.
0: Right. For sure. If you could give someone out there who may be going through a similar situation as yourself, if you could give them one piece of advice, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, I mean, focus on your mindset. You know, you need to find a way to find your happy place and chase that all day long. You know, especially if you're going through something where you're battling, you know, something that could be terminal, mm-hmm. it's very, very easy to wake up in fear every day and it's not going to go away by accident. It's, it's always there. So you have to train yourself to take charge of it. You know, don't be a victim to it. You know, I'm, I'm constantly every single day, multiple times a day, you know, reminding myself it's not going to be through motivation. You know, it's going to be through like practices that I, just start to rewire myself with.
0: Yeah. Now you being a wellness and mindset coach, can you speak to how important a part mindset played in helping you through your struggles and just how important mindset is to our daily routines and our successes and how do we get there for someone who's struggling like that? What are some of the steps they can take to start shifting their perspective and mindset?
1: I think it's everything because put it this way, you can give someone uh, say a meal program, but if they cannot follow that for whatever reason sabotage you know hunger all of these things that happen then that plan is not even good at all. So I like to, I mean, I always say that, listen, if your mindset's there, we can troubleshoot the diet. Sure. Someone might be eating the wrong amount of calories, but that's really rare these days that it's really more a matter of, you just don't stick to it, you know, long enough. And so for me, the struggles are where you actually grow. Like it's, you know, I consider mindset, like it's a muscle, And it's a muscle that we all are capable. So when people are like, oh, I'm nothing like you. Well, I wasn't like this either. Our nanny used to show up and we'd still be in bed. You know, this is for the person like, you know, my podcast, I'm like, you're not just chasing like an average you, you're chasing to be a savage. Like you want to be a badass, you know? (laughs) And so- If you're wanting to be a badass, your daily routines are really what make you successful. You know, it's because then I don't have to think about all of those habitual things. And I can then focus on chasing my dreams. People that don't have any routine, they're constantly, what am I doing next? What do I have next? My day is predictable and predictability is reliability. You know, it's what keeps someone going for me. What really helped Play an important role is what I call the daily agreements. I have four daily agreements that I write down the night before. And my goal every day is under no circumstances to break those promises because it's not about the promise. It's about you keeping your word to yourself because when you keep your word to yourself consistently, Mm -hmm. that's what makes you feel like a badass is because then, you know, when you start to go chasing the big dream, you know, you'll actually get there because you do what you say you're going to do. What happens with most people, they don't invest in the coaching. They don't invest in, you know, because deep down, they don't think they'll do it. And that's why, like, when I get on a call with someone that's potentially hiring me, like, I'm like, listen, I better hear an all in from you. Because if you have hesitation, I already know this isn't going to work. You're going to sabotage yourself. You know what I mean?
0: You're not going to do the work. And and it's just really wasting their money and their time and your time.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it is mindset is truly everything. If you don't have a coach that's focusing on mindset along with your, of course, you got to have the strategy. I mean, the science matters, the math matters. Yeah. But, you know, if I see someone constantly not being able to stick to it and blow it every weekend, well, the plan doesn't really, it's irrelevant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a waste, complete waste. Yep. So I'm going to assume here that in your line of work, you're obviously probably a quite a big advocate of self-love and body acceptance, women's empowerment. Can you speak a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level?
1: Oh, I think it's so important because I think that for years, I thought that getting to a certain size or shape would make me happy. And I ended up getting, you know, I went from 230 to clear down to 116 pounds. I looked at, sickly and I was miserable. I was probably the most unhappy that I'd ever been. And so it really made me start to see one that the outside of you is really irrelevant. It's more, you know, body positivity and self-love. It's about you being aligned. When you close your eyes, are you looking like the person that you envisioned? That's what we're all chasing. That's why when I meet someone that say they're full figured and they are just strutting their stuff. I love that because that means that person she's legit like aligned to where she thinks she should be. Yeah, You know, so it's so important because you will never hate your way into a better body You have to love yourself from the place you are and see that loving yourself is shown through going to the gym, through eating healthy right but if you're doing it out of punishment it's never lasting you see those same people gain and and lose the same 10 pounds because they hate themselves
0: right well self and self-love that's the foundation for absolutely everything everything starts there absolutely everything mindset all of it it all starts within us as they say what do they say happiness is an inside job right Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you?
1: I think it's, you know, the daily chase of getting to a place of high confidence, high self-esteem.
0: Why is this mission of helping women build self-confidence so personally important to you?
1: Because I think there are too many people that, I mean, social media is so deceiving. I meet more women that just hate on themselves and speak so negatively of themselves that this is then what they're passing on to their daughters and to their daughters. And I mean, you know, our model in our house is behaviors are caught, not taught, you know, you got to be the example. So for me, it's like, I want these women to build their confidence so that they are modeling that for their children.
0: I love it. Now you briefly touched on your podcast. The podcast is called effort. Can you talk to us a bit more about that and why you decided to launch? And where you know, where just, can people check it out? Where can they listen?
1: The timing was, you know, like I said, hey, COVID hit. And I, it was something that was heavy on my heart to do. So I was like, I've been wanting to, but I've been too afraid of failing. And, you know, it, it stands for faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. So my, my mission is I do four podcasts a week, sometimes three, but typically four, where okay. I do what's called software updates. Mm-hmm. They're only five minutes long and they are reminders for you. They're things that are going to help change the patterning in your brain. And once a week is not enough. It's kind of like people that go to church on Sunday and then for the rest (laughs) of the week, you know, they need more of a renewing of their mind. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that you're so far, say, from your goal that if you're chasing your best self, you need to be immersed in it, right? right? So with the podcast, and then I do, of course, interviews with people that I feel will help my audience, you know, chase their best self or hear someone else's perspective, but you can find it on all platforms. If you just, you know, search F it, you know, with Amy Ledeen or just Amy Ledeen, it should, you know, pop up.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. Amy, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win?
1: Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, if I'm looking at it from like my biggest, my greatest high has been every time I've been in remission just because of the the odds against me. Business-wise greatest win was probably this last year we did a $400,000 launch and that was just due to honestly having a long-standing audience and I know for my husband being in this business so long it really felt good. You know, yeah. it felt good to see the response with that. So I would say those those two.
0: Awesome. Congratulations on that launch. Thank That's you. huge. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become so successful?
1: Well, my husband would say it's my mindset. Yeah. But I I actually think it's I think it's my positivity. I I realize more and more that people that are not positive are also seeing things, you know, in a different lens, which then doesn't allow them to be problem solvers because they just go to negativity. I am someone that I will commit to looking for a silver lining, look for a, you know, sometimes it drives my kids nuts because I think they just want to just like vent and I'm already (laughs) trying to fix.
0: So, but
1: it is my positivity.
0: Positivity is also, I guess you could really look at it as mindset as well. Yeah, for sure. So I guess your husband's right. You're both right. speaking of success amy how do you define the word success what does that word mean to you
1: it means living aligned to chasing your goals every day so i used to think it was when i was going to get again to a destination but it's it's not it's actually i feel my best and i feel the most successful when i am doing what i say i'm going to do and chasing it because there's a lot of times i don't hit the goals that i mean i i chase some big goals yeah but i realized through it. It's not even about getting to the big goal. I've had all of the material things in the world, but it's the chase is yeah. what I, I love.
0: What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it?
1: Oh, you know, that you got to be able to work hard. I grew up in a farming community. And so I would say me and my four brothers would all say that the one blessing, we wouldn't see it as a blessing as kids, but <laughs> the blessing was that we learned to fricking work hard. I mean, really hard. And all of us still have that work ethic. where uh-huh. I think it's important in business to be able to get in and get quote unquote dirty with things. And be able to be resourceful. I mean, when I wasn't making a lot of money, like I started a boot camp facility and under $5,000. We built every box for box jumping or jump yeah. box or whatever. We built all of them at the time because, you know, it was a way to save money and I epoxied my own floor, you know. So, learning that and learning to see that your, you know, hard work will always it, it just will always win. For over sure. talent because you, you know, then it's just changed everything for me because I, I don't see the hard work anymore as like a frustrating thing. I lean yeah. into it knowing that on the other side, I'm going to feel good.
0: I think that when people look at it that way, when people look at it as, oh man, that looks that that's going to be such hard work. That's, that's part of the reason why they don't do it because they don't want yeah. to put in the hard work. They're scared of hard work or whatever the case may be. They're lazy, whatever it is. Yep. You just have to buckle down, jump in and do it. If you want to get anywhere, you got to put in the work. Exactly. What's your personal motto, Amy?
1: Mine is I didn't come this far to only come this far. I (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know? Yeah.
0: If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it? And what would it say?
1: Uh, Probably just anywhere in a big city saying that behaviors are caught, not taught. You know, I think too many people are, you know, quick to say, preach to their kids but they're not living it themselves. And when I realized in my line of work that everything is habit and everything is what you see, it really even changed the way I started feeding my children and the way that our home is set up because I don't wanna feed and treat them differently than me when we already know that it's your habits, right? That's what you take into your adulthood. And so you know, realizing that has really made me change who I am because I'm always like, if my kids are watching me right now, how do I want to be behaving?
0: Right. Behaviors are caught, not taught. I love that. What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up?
1: Not having self-belief or not being clear on their their why. Because motivation will run out. But those two things, I would say.
0: Yeah. What excites or inspires you the most about the work that you do?
1: Oh, seeing someone get their confidence and then completely elevate their entire life. Meaning a lot of them change careers or they ask for the promotion. And it all is because they started with just taking care of themselves, you know, like committing to the external, which... Just elevates their, you know, internal self belief.
0: It's it's truly an incredible feeling when you see the the light bulb moment or the light go on in someone's eyes through what the work you've been doing with them and the impact it has. Having impact on another human being, there is no feeling like it in the world.
1: No, not at all. I think that's why coaching is so rewarding.
0: Yeah. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or call them life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Probably one of my biggest was I had an affair, you know, years ago. And learning that if you don't deal with, you know, people that cheat or whatever, it's a symptom to a bigger problem that even if you correct that, if you're not working on your own personal development and working on why you do the things you do, what are your fears and and struggles? Like you'll, you'll take it into other relationships. You will seek out things. And so for me, the big, you know, biggest lesson was hitting that rock bottom to then really get into therapy and you know, personal healing. And and because again, a lot of us sit in guilt or shame right. or, or unworthiness, and that doesn't allow us to chase our big dreams either.
0: Right. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next group of questions okay. just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. Amy, how would you describe yourself in one word? Positive. What was your dream job as a child? A lawyer. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their smile. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: That your mindset is going to determine, you know, where you end up, what mm-hmm. you do.
0: Always comes back to mindset. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money?
1: Oh, I think peace, you know, like, I, you know, daily peace, because there's no amount of money that gives you that.
0: Yeah. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change?
1: Uh, people's outlook.
0: If you're writing your autobiography. What would the title be? Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: Something with like from destruction to, you know, maybe like, <laughs> Explo- I know, Explosion for Change. I think I actually had thought of that a while back.
0: Love it. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books?
1: Oh, gosh. Anything John Maxwell. But I would say I love The Four Agreements. I tend to listen to that one, you know, every year. And thinking Grow Rich, I tend to listen to every year.
0: Entrepreneur Life is?
1: Adventurous.
0: <laughs> that concludes our rapid fire section. Back to our rap- regularly scheduled program. Amy, what is the most entrepreneurial thing about you?
1: Oh, gosh. I think it's, you know, this is all I know. My entire, you know, on my side of the family, my parents owned their own business, my grandparents, my aunt and uncles, like everybody in my family. I just assumed it was what everybody
0: wanted, <laughs> you, know, you know, to do. <laughs>
1: I guess the most entrepreneurial thing, I'm a creator. Like I love to create, like I have to be kind of railed in, you know, people say, okay, no more ideas right now. Cause I'm an idea generator.
0: Right. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur?
1: Not afraid to fail hardworking working and high self-belief.
0: That one I would say is one of the most important ones, the self-belief for sure. Yeah. What led to your greatest accomplishment?
1: Oh, hard work, you know, like always adding value. You know, I think in business wise, that came from just truly adding value for so many years.
0: What is one thing you wish you had known when you started your career or entrepreneurial journey?
1: There's no two days alike and this freedom that people tell you about, I mean, you're actually, I think even more committed than the nine to five person because you never leave your business.
0: Yeah. I I honestly, I've thought I've only been in the entrepreneurial world for four years now. And I would have to say that owning your own business is like having three full-time nine to five jobs.
1: Yes, yes,
0: it is it's never ending, it's nonstop. It's always there, and you just want to keep going and keep doing and as they say, if you're doing something you love, it never feels like work it I wholeheartedly believe that.
1: yeah, I agree.
0: What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for?
1: I would say my cancer. I would still call it a blessing because it has changed our family so much.
0: What do you do to keep yourself inspired every day and to inspire others?
1: Uh, well, my morning routine, you know, I, I follow a system where I spend 20 minutes, you know, looking at it's a vision board, but they call it a mind movie. I'll do a mind movie. I'll listen to specific podcasts, all these things to remind me one of what I'm going to do for others, you mm-hmm. know, and how I can serve them. But then also to keep me inspired to keep pushing every day. And I, I do that, you know, actually twice a day, first thing in the morning and then around two in the afternoon.
0: What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it?
1: Oh, best version is, you know, serving others, but spending a lot of time, you know, also at home. I'm seeing more with just the lockdowns and stuff, just how much I uh, value, you know, being home and having a home where you just, you enjoy being in it with your family. You know, when you, when we all got locked up together, we really did enjoy that time. So that's what I imagine.
0: If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you?
1: I think you ask good questions. I can't think of one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Amy, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Oh, don't see failure as the end all be all, you know, see failing as a lesson and be quick to get back up.
0: Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say?
1: Oh, definitely something around the fact that your confidence is built through keeping promises to yourself and that you can feel good about yourself in a matter of minutes by just doing one thing that you say that you're going to do. I'm obsessed with promise keeping. And it's, it's what I talk about all the time with clients, because then everything else you're chasing is just, you know, it's just the strategy towards it. But once you can really master your personal integrity, it's a game changer.
0: love it. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your bit about your story and your journey with us here. I appreciate you. And I'm so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. And I appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Amy Ledeen. She is the co-owner of Lean Bodies Consulting and Amy Ledeen Fitness, as well as a wellness and mindset coach based in Florida. Thank you so much, Amy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you.